When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Sometimes it's the normal, sometimes it's the abnormal, sometimes it's the paranormal, but it's always beyond reality. Welcome to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thank you for joining us tonight. This is going to be a very serious discussion. We are on the verge of implement of a technology that is designed to improve our ability to access data, texting, cell phone service. It's 5G technology. Of course, we've, most of us anyway, have lived through basic cell phones, then smartphones, and then the introduction of 3G, then 4G, which we've had for a while. And now 5G is actually rolling out in some places. In fact, I was in Cleveland over the weekend. And I was with um, my friend Jason Lively, and uh, he has a brand new iPhone. I'm not sure which model that makes it, but it's the new one. And I happened to notice at one point he was showing me some pictures. And then up in the corner where my phone says uh, LTE or whatever it says, his said 5G. So I don't know if he actually had 5G service, but it was indicating that he did. So this technology is being implemented, but there are many people who say that it's dangerous and it has not been tested in any way on any kind of life form, for that matter. And it's high levels of intense intense radiation akin to a military-grade weapon. Our guest tonight, Matt Landman, will talk about all of this. He'll educate us and he'll tell us what it all means and why it's dangerous and what we need to be looking for. Of course, this is one side of the story, but Matt has done a lot of work on this, so I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. He has spoken in front of many, many groups about the topic. He's actually spoken in front of government bodies trying to influence their decision-making. And uh, he'll be talking about 5G technology plus just EMF radiation in general. He'll also give us some ideas on how to protect ourselves. He is a filmmaker and an activist. And we'll have a lengthy conversation. We'll take your phone calls as well. Write down the phone number. It's 844-687-7669. One of the things about 5G technology that Matt will tell us about is that it requires far uh, more towers or antenna is what they're calling them because they're not necessarily towers than the 4G technology does. In fact, they have to be every, what, thousand feet or so along your street. So every home, um, every place is going to be in the shadow of one of these transmitter receivers. So this is this is a far different approach to our data needs and our cell phone needs than we've ever seen. It's happening quickly, and uh, we're going to find out what the benefits of it are and what the dangers of it are. Again, Matt Landman will be our guest tonight. Looking ahead, just so you know what we've got coming up on the program, tomorrow night, Alan Stivelman, who is a filmmaker, will be with us to talk about his documentary film called Witness of Another World, which unveils the mystery of a spectacular close encounter witnessed by a lonely gaucho. And then Thursday, Kayla Ambrose will be here. Kayla is an author and an intuitive lifestyle coach. She'll reveal the teachings of the Egyptian mystery schools and how they can actually change our lives for the better. And if we look ahead until to Monday, we've got a particularly interesting show with Amelia Cotter. Amelia is an author and a storyteller, and she'll share true tales of ghosts, the supernatural, and her own personal paranormal experiences. So a lot of great stuff coming up on the program. I need your help with something. I need you, if you have not gone to YouTube and subscribed to the YouTube channel, I I would appreciate it if you do that tonight. Just go to YouTube, search for J.V. Johnson. We are actually in the process of changing the name of the YouTube channel. All the subscribers should come along with the name change. I don't know how that uh, works myself, but it'll be figured out. But uh, be a subscriber to the YouTube channel because that way you'll know when the show live streams. You'll know when we put bonus content up like we did over the weekend. You'll also have access to... 
a large archive of past episodes of Beyond Reality Radio, something like 400 shows there, plus a lot of other cool stuff. It's, uh, it costs nothing to subscribe. It's free. Just go to YouTube, search for J.V. Johnson, and when you find it, just click on the subscribe button and also click on the notification icon. That, will, that way you'll get a notification when we go live or when we uh, post uh, um, other videos or bonus content. Really appreciate you doing that. Also, would appreciate you going to Facebook and liking Beyond Reality Radio on Facebook and also J.V. Johnson there. And yes, our chat room is part of our YouTube channel and uh, <laughs> they're offering some additional comments as to what you can get if you are a subscriber to the YouTube channel. Once again, go to YouTube, search for J.V. Johnson, click subscribe and uh, click the notification icon, and I appreciate you doing that very, very much. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll bring our guest in, Matt Landman, tonight. We're talking about the dangers of new technology, the 5G rollout. How is that going to affect us? Right here on Beyond Reality Radio. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products, and all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark, because you deserve to save too. Become a shark and save. Our guest tonight is Matt Landman. He's a filmmaker and an activist. He's going to warn us about the dangers of 5G and EMF radiation. He uh, is an entrepreneur from Virginia, and he's got a pa- uh, passion for the preservation and the proliferation of of truth. Matt, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's great to have you here tonight. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. We've got a lot to talk about, um, and not just 5G, because I know you've been involved in some other things, and I want to touch on those topics as well. But let's start by kind of introducing people to uh, what 5G really is. You know, we hear these things thrown around. We hear 4G, we heard 3G, we hear LTE, and now we're hearing 5G. But I'm not sure everyone is completely. Um, informed as to what this technology really is? No, nobody is. And um, when I first tried to research it on the Internet, I couldn't find out what it was either. There's so much disinformation, misinformation, and misleading propaganda that really you can't get to the bottom of it. I had to go to the library. I literally went to the library, and there... I was able to learn about the radio wave spectrum, okay? And the radio wave spectrum, what I learned was this is how we carry wireless information. 4G, 3G, 2G, smart meters, Wi-Fi, baby monitors, cordless phones, all of the wireless um, information that we have, all the smart this and that and even cordless phones, it's all on the radio wave spectrum as is 5G, okay? So let's, exp- let's understand the radio wave spectrum. The radio wave spectrum is it's light waves. They travel at exactly the speed of light, and they have the properties of light. It's just they're not the exact same size as the light that we see. We see very little of the spectrum that is out there. There's even infrared and ultraviolet. We don't see it. It's just beyond the color spectrum from which we can see, and it's based on the size of the wave. The distance between each peaks is the wave distance, and we're going to talk about that. So, for instance, you've got red light, and just larger than red light is infrared, okay? And you can't see infrared, but it's all around. So we've got infrared light, and then we've got also ultraviolet light, which is just smaller than violet, and you can't see it. And just because of the properties of the wave, it's just beyond our spectrum of how our eyes perceive light, perceive information around us. So in that same regard, we've got this invisible light all around us, such as AM radio waves and FM radio waves. And to be exact, the radio wave spectrum is a spectrum that ranges from waves that are 1,000 feet in length, in size, in wavelength, 1,000 feet, and all the way down to one millimeter, which is the size of the width of a penny. The width of a penny is one and a half millimeters wide. So ranging from one millimeter in, in wavelength, the radio wave spectrum goes all the way up to a thousand 
feet. So an AM radio wave is a thousand feet, and you can um, that's the size of an AM radio wave. And based on its properties, it can go very far because it's very okay, very big wave can travel great distances. And imagine those AM radio wave antenna on the mountainside and what have you. Imagine these um, these uh, AM radio wave towers, the AM uh, radio towers. Imagine those as a big light. It's like a big beacon of light, like shining really far. It's just light that we cannot see, okay? But it is light. It travels at 186,000 miles per second, and it has the same properties of light. It's just like infrared or ultraviolet. We just can't see those lights, but they're there. So that big shining spotlight up on that mountainside, it shines, and the light goes really far, actually. It goes through buildings. It goes through us. It goes, all, it goes through everything because it's this big, big, big wave, 1,000 feet tall, okay? I mean, long, okay? We're measuring wavelengths, okay? So then FM, FM radio waves, similarly, are very large. They're 10 feet in wavelength, and they can go travel great distances. Now, as you get smaller, you need more towers, um, closer together, right, because the, the properties of the wave is the bigger the wave, it can travel greater distances. So the AM radio tower can push that radio wave signal, and it can travel through us and travel miles and miles, and we don't get radiation from it because it doesn't impact our cellular biology or anything like that because of the size of it. It just goes through everything. The absolute smallest radio wave is 5G, okay? 4G Let's just say 4G is like a foot, okay? It ranges because it's different, um, the 4G LTE and the 3G and the, all these evolutions and whatnot, and I've done a lot of research, and we're talking about like a few inches up to a foot, basically, because we want to get grasp on that, right? I even found out how big Wi-Fi is, and it's like a few inches. And this is drastically different than 5G because 5G is one millimeter. It's very, very small, and because of its size, it doesn't go through anything, okay? Wi-Fi goes through walls. Current cell phone technology goes through walls, goes through people, goes through animals and bugs and bees and trees. 5G absorbs. It's like a microwave. It literally is like a microwave. It is microwaves, micro-sized waves. And those waves absorb into everything they hit. So a tree, a water droplet, a cloud, a person, um, a bug, a bee, anything. And so this is really critical because it causes cells to divide and causes cancer and depopul. I mean, it causes sperm to swim in circles and and causes fetuses to. I mean, causes all sorts of problems. Okay, especially with reproduction. So at the end of the day, what is 5G? Well, it's the evolution of the cell phone technology because essentially from 2G to 3G to 4G, essentially the waves are getting smaller so that they can carry more information. Evidently, the smaller the wave, you can carry more information on it. And it's, it's about having the cell phone towers all closer in the cities. If you can have them more compact, you can shoot more information around. You can't carry so much information on the AM waves traveling big distances with such a big wave. These smaller, tighter waves with lots of towers as close together, they can push around a lot more information faster, essentially. So once we get down to the size of the one millimeter, we're dealing with literally the size of the waves that we are experiencing in a body scanner. Like if you go to the airport, I opt out every single time. I don't care about the pat-down. I don't want to be an experiment. You know, this is, this is literally experimentation on humans without consent because we don't know the outcome long-term. And so you go into the body scanner and you're, you're blasted with a one millimeter size wave that absorbs into your body very briefly and creates a virtual map for their computer to see if you've got like a razor blade attached to your leg or something like that, right? Because it's a TSA body scanner. But if you look on the side of that machine, it says one millimeter size wave, okay? So the one millimeter size wave is the progression of the technology, but unlike the technology before it, like 4G, 4G LT, and all these other waves, that even like smart meters and cell phones, there is radiation from these things, but not as drastic as the radiation from a 5G, because the 5G, it absorbs into everything. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about a much smaller size wave. We're talking about a whole new variation of cell phone technology, essentially. 
And when we talk about, like, this progression, people talk about 6G, 10G, um, satellites and all these things. All that is disinformation, misinformation, okay? Nothing can get smaller than the one-millimeter-sized carrier wave. You can call something 6G, but it has nothing to do with the progression of the size of the wave or the progression of cell phone technology, right? It'll, it'll stand for something completely different. And um, the satellite's propaganda of pushing this, this 5G around with Elon Musk and whatnot, that's complete false information. This, this 5G-sized wave, the one-millimeter wave, it can't go very far. It can only go about 500 feet till it, it stops going because of how small it is. I mean... The distance is based on the, the size of the wave, right? So the AM wave can travel great distances. The one-millimeter-size wave it absorbs, and the things, even in, in the air, it slows down because it's a micro wave. So that's my short on the 5G. And, I, I mean, it goes on yeah. forever, really. It's a, it, there's a lot of research out there. Um, really quick, and then I'll pass it over to you. So it's interesting, my life as an activist, I first started with, chemtrails and geoengineering and weather modification. And really, the film Frankenskies was this ability to kind of try to uh, lead a horse to water and be able to give people a film so that they don't have to really butt up against the cognitive dissonance because it's really hard to tell people that, that the clouds are not what you think and whatever. But the 5G is very self-evident. The research is there from the 70s, 60s, the 80s. There's there's so much research from the U.S. Toxicology, the Department of Health, the National Institute of Health. Matt, we've been living with 4G for a bunch of years. What effectively is the difference between the 4G technology that we have now and this 5G technology? What makes it the 5G so much more dangerous? Um, in a nutshell, and sorry to go on such a tangent. No, it's before. okay. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, and I'm really proud of myself that I can actually simplify this stuff. I pride myself in this because I'm a normal guy. Like, I'm not, you know, some Nobel laureate or whatever. So the story is it absorbs into whatever it hits, the, the invisible waves, the radio waves. So Wi-Fi, for instance, it goes through stuff. 4G, it goes through stuff. The f- anything, people, insects. Um, trees. The 5G, it's, it's a microwave. What it hits, it absorbs into it. Um, that alone should be enough for town councils and whatnot to take pause and do a little research. I mean, seriously, we're talking about a microwave weapon. The way that this technology has evolved, and, and I don't want to sound like a fear monger or anything like that, it was a military weapon before it was anything. And what it was is they created this frequency fence. It's called an active denial system, ADS. You can look it up on Wikipedia. And they utilized the one-millimeter wave, tweaked it to a certain attenuation so that it absorbs right where your nerves are. Okay, so right now the 5G absorbs, but it doesn't hit our nerves. Otherwise, like, it really wouldn't fly. Like, people would feel it, you know, and they wouldn't want it around because um, you could literally feel it. But the 5G technology before it was 5G, the one-millimeter wave, was created by the military in the Middle East, and, and literally it looks like cell towers on Hummers to propagate this one-millimeter-sized carrier wave to p- make a frequency fence called an active denial system, which I suspect of actually, um, and this is a very new um, discovery of mine, I suspect I've actually seen what's set up to be an active denial system on the Interstate 5 in Oregon outside of uh, the city centers of Eugene and, and Portland. It's not on yet, of course, but I feel like for some reason it's set up on our freeway, which is just in a whole other segment in and of itself. But this active denial system, what it does is the one-millimeter-sized one wave, it hits your skin, it absorbs into your skin, and it hits your nerves, so you feel it. It's painful, and you, you can't go into this frequency zone. So it prevents people from coming into this area. Like, it's a fence, a frequency fence. So, long story short, it absorbs into your skin, you know, and you don't feel it because it's tweaked perfectly to not hit your nerves. Otherwise, like I said, the commercial application, people people would deny it, of course. Matt, what is the, uh, what's the intention? What are, what are we being told? Why do we need, according to the companies that are presenting this to us, why do we need this technology? Self-driving cars. 
essentially, and augmented reality, which augmented reality never really sold anyways, like Google Glasses and stuff where you have on like a Google Glasses and then yeah. you look at um, something, like a tree or something, and then it tells you what the tree is, or you look at something else and it says like sale or... Like, augmented reality is not even that cool. I mean, nobody really wanted it anyway, so telling us that it's for that, I don't really buy that. But they do say it's for the self-driving cars, so the cars can be really, really quick and smart and, and um, not have delays in the way that they operate and think and communicate with one another. Um, and then also faster download speeds, which, you know, we, don't, we can use different types of technology to get faster download speeds. It's basically like this turn into a new era, kind of like when we had um, Edison and Nikola Tesla. If we had gone down the path of Nikola Tesla, we'd have free energy, harmless, you know. Instead, we don't, right? And we have a whole century of, of uh, you know, this power grip on us because we don't have free energy like we would have. This direction we're going will is essentially towards depopulation, Children conceived, born, and raised in a 5G environment will not be able to procreate. It's been proven. It's very predatory, and it seems like that this is the agenda just somehow. Proven by who? Uh, who who's, who's done this research, and how long ago was it done? Um, the U.S. Navy. I can After the next commercial break, I can have a bunch of uh, okay. paperwork in front of me. But there's, there's the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Toxicology Program. Um, there's, there's so much research. Essentially... Non-ionizing radiation, which means it's not enough power to strip uh, ions and electrons, causing heat, right? So you, before Chernobyl, the scientific community was basically established and saying that only ionizing radiation, radiation you can feel, like that heats your skin, that was the only radiation that caused harm. After Chernobyl, the meltdown, right, in, in Russia, of the nuclear power plant, people learned that slow and steady, non-ionizing, non-thermal, non-heating radiation actually accumulates, bioaccumulates in the body and causes harm, right? Um, so just because you can't feel it doesn't mean it doesn't um, cause damage. So that's when the non-ionizing radiation started, studies started, and there's thousands of studies, thousands of studies, and even the state of New Hampshire has taken pause um, in the House of Representatives to ask questions like, why are our safety standards 100 times higher than um, limits, higher, uh, 100 times higher than countries like uh, Russia, Japan, China, and most of Eastern Europe, right? We have basically the FDA has completely hijacked the um, monitoring of these radiation levels and with this revolving door between the FCC, pardon me, the FCC and Big Telecom, there's no regulations whatsoever. The market's been completely deregulated. At one point, the EPA and the FDA were saying um, that this radiation was completely harmful, and they were bringing up all these different studies about birth defects and breakdowns in the blood-brain barrier. Just one study alone of, from the Navy showing that the blood-brain barrier is broken down from EMF fields should have been enough for at least, like, labeling. I mean, our cigarette boxes are labeled. But it's all been swept under the rug because telecom has a bigger budget than big pharma, right? And they have a revolving door mm. and complete co conflict of interest. Um, the people in charge, like this guy, John Wheeler, he's in charge of the FCC, and then he works for Verizon, he's back and forth. It, it's completely corrupted, and they're they're not regulated or monitored, and there's no transparency or scrutiny, and now we're stepping into this new age of radiation where, where all the studies are there if you look, right? I've got a website, activists, plural, actualactivists.com, and there's a tab at the top for 5G, and if you click on there, there's countless studies showing you, how bad 5G is. Yeah, you mentioned um, other countries that have, I think what you said, one-hundredth of the uh, limits on this acceptable radiation. And uh, are those countries rolling out 5G technology as well? Um, a lot of countries are pressing pause. A lot of countries are rolling them out. Um, countries like Israel are not. There's only a couple pockets that aren't rolling out the 5G, 
which I'm assuming they'll be over their limits once they once they put it up. But there's all these battles back and forth in different European nations between big telecom and the the local jurisdictions. We you all... know, the, like a lot of places, they haven't flipped the switch on for 5G, so people don't even know what the radiation levels are. We um. Most of us are walking around these days with one of these smartphone devices in our pockets, generally. It's where most people carry them. Um, regardless of 5G, is that in itself dangerous? So the best thing that I ever did was get myself an EMF meter. Um, you can get them for 50 bucks on Amazon. I got a couple of them for 400 because I wanted the good ones to, I mean, a better one. I don't know what's good. I don't know what. There's so many different options, and they all do the same job. But I started doing these videos for my YouTube and my Facebook channel. Check it out, Matt Landman on Facebook, Matt Landman on YouTube. And um, I witnessed what I real what I learned was the phones put off so much radiation, and it's not just a little bit right there. It fills up the whole room, right? Like I regressed and got a non-smart phone. But my smartphone, like iPhone or, or whatever, Samsung, Galaxy, this and that, these phones, if they are not on, like, power-saving mode or airplane mode or something like that, if it's just a normal smartphone updated with your apps and your Facebook and mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. it's constantly emitting radiation that fills the room. The, the EMS meter that I got showed that at times, the radiation off the phone was exceeding the limit set in, in many countries. I got mine from Germany, and the limit on the meter was set pretty high, and even that level was being exceeded at times by my phone for no reason, just because it's checking my Facebook app and checking my my Twitter and my Instagram and all these sort of things. I regressed back to this slider flip phone kind of thing, and it doesn't put off any radiation unless I'm on the phone, and even then, it's very minimal in comparison, Right. We never grew up with this amount of radiation, which is cumulative. And there's this, there is a, an, emer- an emergency in the United States, essentially, where the doctors are not diagnosing people correctly. There's all sorts of EMF issues, and people are being misdiagnosed. This elephant in the room is this cumulative exposure to radiation through not just our phones, but the... Wi-Fi routers that are at home and the smart meters and the Wi-Fi routers at work and the coffee shops and whatnot. It's accumulating, bioaccumulating slowly but surely. It's like a tuna that's out, a tuna fish that's swimming in the ocean, and it's slowly eating little fish that have a little bit of mercury. Well, that mercury builds up and builds up and builds up, and we, we finally eat that tuna fish, and it's got a lot of mercury built up in it. You know, maybe that fish would have gotten sick and had cancer if we hadn't killed it and eaten it. So we are accumulating radiation. And then way down the line, we have issues. There's so many issues we can have because our circadian clock is disrupted. We get depressed or we have hormonal issues or cancer, tumors, or all these little things. They are not little things, these things. And they all build up because of our cumulative exposure. So by getting the meter, I learned how I could basically detox from this and eliminate or mitigate my exposure to this radiation. For instance, and, I'll, and then I'll, I'll pause. For instance, the biggest thing I ever learned was my tablet and my laptop and all of my devices that were trying to cr- connect to my Wi-Fi router. The Wi-Fi router is literally just in the other room. But if my devices are connecting to it, there's radiation all throughout, right? Like imagine a cloud of radiation from your tablet to the router, wherever it is, even if it's next door, right? There's a cloud of radiation from A to B. But if you're not using the tablet, you can put it on airplane mode or turn it off, and then the radiation stops, and that Wi-Fi router doesn't send a cloud of radiation over to your bedroom, to your tablet or your laptop or whatever. So when I'm not using my devices, I just turn the Wi-Fi off or I turn the phone on airplane mode or something like that, and there's no radiation in my room. I'm not sleeping with radiation. And because this radiation is actually radio wave radiation, it's actually light, okay, our bodies actually absorb the light thinking it's light, and it disrupts our whole clock that is set on light, but it's supposed to be light from the sun, and that's a whole other story that I can get on in a little bit.
You've wor- used the word microwave, and I know that it, it doesn't necessarily mean what uh, you know we understand as a microwave oven and the radiation inside that oven. Um, but it is kind of similar in the sense that we're talking waves with very, very small wavelengths that uh, that can penetrate things or that can um, be absorbed into things that uh, waves with longer wavelengths can't, right? I mean, it's, it's a similar concept. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the size of uh, an AM wave that's 1,000 feet in wavelength compared to one millimeter, which is very, very small, the width of a penny is one and a half millimeters. In comparison, I would call those micro-sized waves, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily exactly like a microwave oven, but it kind of is. Kind of is. I mean, like putting, putting Bluetooth headphones on, it's kind of like putting your head in a microwave oven, kind of. You know, I mean, there's microwaves being sent from your device. Bluetooth is micro-sized waves, but nothing like 5G. They're, they're drastically larger than 5G. But just another example, it's like once you understand the technology, then you start to, to grasp it all. But no, um, there is a difference between um, microwaves and then radio waves, but I was just referring to them as the size of them. Right. Um, when you talk about Bluetooth technology, I mean, one of the things that we've seen is this push toward wireless everything. Um, many, many devices are becoming Bluetooth capable. Uh, many, many devices are becoming Wi-Fi capable. Uh, almost, you know, our refrigerators today actually have a Wi-Fi capability in some cases. Uh, this, this is marching forward at a rapid, rapid pace. Are you suggesting that we need to stop it all or stop 5G specifically or somewhere in between? Uh, I would reject all of these notions as much as possible while we can press pause in our local communities and see what happens to other communities that roll this tech out. There's got to be canaries in the coal mine kind of things. Um, It's an Internet of Things, right? For the 5G to really work, there needs to be an Internet of Things propagating the wave everywhere, which includes 5G phones. The current technology is totally different than the 5G. The 5G phones will be taking the waves from space, like from from the air, and propagating it. Your phone will Repeating be like a little it? cell tower. They'll be like yeah, little repeaters. Phone, exactly. Like your phone, your refrigerator, all of them will be part of this Internet of Things that, that carries all of it around. So your neighbor's downloading a video and your other neighbors sending a text message, all that is in this little, little stream of these these micro-sized millimeter waves, right? And if your phone is in there, it picks it up and sends it on. And if you're holding that phone, you're you're getting all of this, that information absorbed into you as well, right? So it's, it's this Internet of Things, they call it. It's smart everything, and it actually includes your smart meter, I know a lot of people live in the city, and, and it's kind of unavoidable. That's why I I can't help but insist that you try to mitigate your exposure while you can, which means not having a Wi-Fi router in your bedroom or maybe unplugging your Wi-Fi router at night. Simple steps. Maybe get yourself an EMF meter. Learn about airplane mode. You know, you can even check out my website. I have a company that mitigates this. I'm creating apparel and little cell phone cases and hats and even maternity Aprons and maternity wear, uh, Sparrow, S P E R O, protectionclothing.com. A lot of information on there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get into that in the next hour as well. Plus, your phone calls at 844-687-7669. Is there 5G employed in the United States already? Um, officially, no. Because, like I said um, before, it requires everyone having their phones be 5G phone to propagate and shoot around this wave that absorbs into everything that it hits, including human beings. I was with a friend in Cleveland over the weekend, and he got a new, must have just gotten it, a new iPhone, a new Apple iPhone. He was showing me some pictures on his phone about something completely unrelated, and I happened to notice up in the upper right-hand corner where my phone, I also have an iPhone, but it's uh, an, an older model, says LTE, his said 5G. And I immediately thought, hmm, 
Uh, is that does that mean that he's actually getting a 5G service here, or is it just you know a, more of a marketing ploy to have that 5G symbol up in the corner of that phone? I think it's going to be ready for it, um, but ev- but everyone else needs the upgrades and they need the infrastructure right. as well. They're just getting people used to the terminology. There's there's rollout cities and there's rollout states. Arizona and Florida are rollout states. Arizona claims they're going to be able to roll out 5G by the end of 2020. That's going to require a lot of infrastructure, especially in remote regions of Arizona. I don't think it's even humanly possible, but they claim. They claim. And then um, there's rollout cities such as San Diego, Houston, Sacramento, even Los Angeles, I believe, is on that list. And these rollout cities are putting in the infrastructure and are looking to there's like there's like phases but the actual full on 5G it requires a, a very intricate infrastructure of these things called small cells these small cell towers essentially every 500 feet so every out everywhere. So that's um, going to be like every on every telephone pole, every- like every telephone pole in, in, a, in, a city, in a city, right? I mean, that's kind of how yeah. frequent they have to be. Let's jump quickly to our uh, listener line here, and let's get a call from Brian, who's in Louisiana. Hey, Brian, welcome to the program. Uh, hey, uh, JV, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Um, yes, I was hearing the guest. He was talking about radiation and stuff like that. And I don't really know much about 5G, but I kind of have two thoughts on, on the radiation thing. One kind of goes toward the Skynet theory with the Terminator, uh, and another one is, just think about it, he was saying about absorbing light and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you absorb light or if you absorb the, uh, the rays or whatever it is in general, if you absorb enough of it, wouldn't you in theory become your own Internet, like pink power or have your own radiation uh, um, it's just something I was thinking about. I'm not really up and on the whole code. Uh, maybe maybe you guests can explain it yeah. more in detail. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And, and, the only, and I guess I would just add to that. In fact, um, Matt, you brought up Chernobyl as a benchmark for all of this. I just finished watching the HBO miniseries about Chernobyl, which, by the way, I would recommend it to anybody. It was really amazing. And, and the whole incident there, I, I completely did not understand what had happened and how dangerous it actually was. But... Um, as people and uh, were exposed to that radiation at Chernobyl, they absorbed that radiation, and then they, too, became radioactive. So I think that's kind of what Brian's alluding to here. Is there any uh, science behind that, Matt? Um, I didn't really catch exactly what the question is. Are we talking about cumulative radiation over time? Ask it again, Brian, exactly what you were asking. Uh, about the whole radiation, uh, just in general, like if you absorb enough of it, wouldn't you, in theory, kind of be like your own internet power? I mean, because you said you absorb, you know, it, it goes through you like light. I mean, it's just, uh, I, like I said, I don't get the whole intricacies of it, but um, that's what I was thinking just in general. Like, like uh, JB was talking about, like, Chernobyl and stuff. Right. If you absorb that energy, you you become actually uh, radioactive yourself. You start emitting, emitting this radiation um, from your body. Is is that what happens here? Uh, no. So so the, the the whole point of the absorption is what happens when it absorbs. So when it absorbs into your uh, skin, it uh, makes your cells divide because. Um, the waves are so small, um, it causes cellular division, which leads to um, cellular replication and morphing and changing and um, cancer. It leads yeah, to cancer. mutations, yeah. Okay. Mutations, exactly, mutations. So also um, your, your skin and your pineal gland and your brain and your different optical receivers all over your body they're tuned to what's called uh, a circadian rhythm. Um, essentially, it's the rhythm of the sky clock, which is the sun and the moon, and the heartbeat of the earth, which is a frequency called the Schumann's resonance, which is 7.83 hertz. Our bodies are tuned to this natural rhythm, and our bodies know exactly what time of day it is, even if it's 2.22 
a.m., our bodies know it's that time, and at certain specific times, our bodies release certain chemicals like hormones or dopamine or serotonin or dopamine precursors, precursors or melatonin, okay? And if we don't produce these certain chemicals because we're absorbing this light that our bodies think is sunlight, for instance, like EMF coming off of a Wi-Fi meter or off of your phone or even blue light. We could do a whole show on just blue light. It's important to get a blue light filter on your devices because blue light confuses your circadian rhythm and throws it off because it's so similar to ultraviolet, which is sunlight. So when you're talking about absorbing, like think about ultraviolet light. You absorb enough of that, you get skin cancer, right? You don't really see the ultraviolet. You see just sunlight, but there's this other spectrum, this little bit on the edge of the smaller waves, smaller than violet, smaller than blue, ultraviolet, and those absorb, if you stare at the sun, you'll go blind, you know, from that ultraviolet radiation that absorbs because of the size of it. It's, it's small, the small wave. But on the contrary, a bigger wave, like uh, bigger than red, is infrared, and it's larger. It's, it's a bigger wave, and those bigger waves are harmless and actually beneficial. Infrared saunas, people do infrared light therapy, all these things. Just that differential, we're talking about nanometers, and our bodies are right there in the middle, you know, and, and it's so easily disrupted by the size of the wave. Thanks for Got that. It? Yeah, thanks for that call yeah. and that question, Brian. That was uh, very insightful. appreciate that. Um, we talk about all of this RF that's surrounding us. You mentioned uh, you know, routers, and we talk about Bluetooth devices. We talk about smart devices. We talk about our phones. Uh, now our watches. Um, you know, everything seems to be emitting some type of radio frequency these days. And, you know, when you talk about not understanding the effects of that, the truth is here that we haven't really had a full generation uh, pass with these technologies. They're kind of that new. Therefore, we can't possibly understand the consequences consequences yet harvard research studies have just done studies on blue light our phones our tablets our computers our television screens even especially our monitors and our tablets our laptops and our phones they emit copious amounts of blue light and because blue light is right there at the edge of the spectrum we don't see all of the blue light being emitted there's a lot more than we realize and it's absorbing into our eyes also led lamps street lamps they have a blue light diode you could be depressed and it could be just because of your street lamp out front of your house leaking in and disrupting your circadian rhythm because your body thinks it's sunrise all the time because of the blue light diode on the street lamp, these LED lights emit blue light. LED is not cool for, like, nighttime. It tells your body it's daytime, okay? So these certain certain things can, can throw you off, and, and you should definitely need to know about it. But blue light, for instance, the Harvard Research Study, they said that children raised looking at screens that emit this blue light after 30 years, they will experience macular degeneration because the blue light absorbs in the retina, right, um, right in the back of the retina. I've, I've got I've, I do presentations on it, but basically, the the blue light it goes in the back of the retina instead of the front where the rest of the light hits, and it slowly erodes and causes macular degeneration, which causes blindness. So, in 30 years, kids will be going blind, according to this Harvard research study, because of just blue light alone. And that's not the radiation of all these other things, blah, 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 5G, blah, blah, all these things. We're just talking about just the color of the light. So you can easily, with, with, which is so amazing about all this information, is I went to the library one day and I learned about radio waves and 5G and I totally got it. But I had to go to the library. There's so much disinformation online. We're so confused. And we're not told about this stuff growing up. We're not told about Tesla. We're not told about anything. My whole awakening was when I worked on a farm, and I learned so much that I didn't already know. Even just recently, I grew cilantro, and it went to seed, and the seeds were coriander. I was blown away that I never knew that coriander grew cilantro. That was just a big thing for me. Potatoes grow potatoes. That was something that I learned when I was 35. I should have learned this when I was 10 years old. We, we don't get taught anything growing up and definitely nothing about electricity and frequency and who we are as, as beings. And we're electrical beings, right? We should really know right. about Tesla and frequency and this invisible radiation all around us. 
So, um, but yeah, you bring up the kids, we could talk about that forever, but especially the blue light mitigation. So you can get a blue light filter. I recommend getting a blue light app. Some of your phones are built with it. I have mine on blue, all the time. Uh, did you say a Some blue light, built on an actual time. app that will filter out the blue light for you? There's hundreds of them. Oh, wow, and okay. Mine is F-L-U-X. If you just put that in, S-Lux. there's an app, and yeah. you can put a timer on it, mm-hmm. and at, when the sun sets, um, it'll know based on your location, but when your sun sets, the tone of the light turns oranger, or like, you know, it does, it's not as white and blue, yeah, yeah. like like, but mine's on all the time. My the tint of my screen is always just oranger because if blue light is harmful, I don't want to. You don't want it anymore. People yeah. Get, yeah, people get blue light glasses too. They're yeah. like ten dollars. Okay, let's uh, jump back to the phone lines. This is Fred in North Carolina. Hey, Fred, welcome to the program. Yeah, hey, JV. Yeah, uh, the blue light. By the way, it kills people that have uh, dry eye disease. It comes. Out, that's the background in your computer, and all the. All, it's also in the LED lights, and and our kids. It's slowly blinding everyone actually wow. uh and i was going to mention he's right about you remember jv the thing about our embassy where the people russia said okay this is your allowable level so they went across the street and they've been beaming the, yeah. the into our embassy and the poor people are getting coming sick. home they're getting triple pay medical uh, you get extra pay because it's uh dangerous and you know their eyes start bleeding and there was stories in the paper in the last year in cuba they're doing it to us in cuba you know that's right. I remember uh, hearing that. Well, um, worth noting, and that was amazing. You're an amazing caller. I, I'm sorry I didn't catch your name and everything you said. Thank you so much. You're, 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 I can't even, you're a breath of fresh air, especially with the blue light knowledge. The, the Russian one where they kept on radiating them and giving them a, a big paycheck and they were part of an experiment, that was back in like the, um, uh, the, the Soviet, like, the big, like, the 60s or something, the 50s or something like that, right? Yeah, that yeah, and, some... and, and but it's recently been in Cuba in the last year or two. That's right. Right, again, but that first one was in around, let's just say, the mid-50s, and the story was, is we had our people at a U.S. embassy in Russia, we learned that we were being attacked with radio waves by the USSR, experimenting on our people, and we said, oh, cool, we'll let them attack us and study these people. And we studied them and they and they were US US citizens, diplomats, getting radiated by Russia yeah. while we watched and studied them. Yeah. And then already we concluded in the fifties that accumulated radio wave radiation is extremely harmful and causes all these problems. Yeah. So let's talk about really quick the blue light and two, why it's bad. Yeah. Two more quick things. One, uh, there's a pediatrician, a female, and she had tinnitus. Her ears were ringing. All a repairman came by, and in some way she mentioned it. He's, she said, "Oh yeah, a friend of mine. All you got to do is turn off all your smart, all your smart devices." So she did. In the fourth or fifth day, the ringing went away in her wow. ears. And uh, and Madame Curie, who discovered, you know, radium. You know who I'm talking about. Yep, of course. Well, she carried one of the rocks in her coat. Now I, I'm sure if you or I or JV were around in France back then and said, hey, hey, ma'am, that rock's emitting little particles. There's no smoke or anything, and you can't see them, but they're going into your body. And, you know, she died because she carried that rock around and got radiation poisoning over time. That's right. If people want to get involved, learn more, and maybe even, um, you know, take an activist position on this particular issue, how can they do that? Um, Well, I think, firstly... They need to approach their local representative because of the lack of support at a federal or state level. All we can do is go to our local level, either our um, county, county board of supervisors, or our actual city or town hall, talk to your representative, and, and find out how to really become an actual activist and put in an ordinance that at least prevents these small cell towers from being a certain distance from schools or to put in some sort of pause while um, different studies are coming up right. or, or something. Something okay. can be done, but it has to be at a local level. We haven't had a chance to chat at all about uh, your work on the chemtrail front. You've done a lot of work there, too, Matt. What's going on in, uh, in that particular uh, 
front. Have we learned any more? What's going on? Well, um, on the activism front, um, we've had a huge success story. Last year, I hosted um, the Stop Geoengineering Summit on May 12, 2018, and it was to bring awareness to Tucson, Arizona, that an experiment was supposed supposed to unravel uh, last year, and it didn't. Okay, and the experiment was um, for this David Keith and Bill Gates to spray these different chemicals in front of the sun to see which ones worked to publicly show the public they're going to dim the sun publicly, um, and they were going to experiment with diamond dust and sulfur and, and nanoparticulate aluminum, which is actually what they have been spraying for decades, right? And so they were going to walk the public through that kind of uh, um, Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution and, and have everybody spoon fed this this new world order essentially and um, I, I moved to Arizona and hosted this conference and, and did everything I could to pack the house and these waves went through Arizona and Tucson and everyone knew that there was this experiment to spray chemicals in front of the sun just outside of Tucson through Worldview Enterprises and we had a concert and a conference and a protest, and they never did the experiment. So that was a really amazing small victory. We still get a lot of spraying, and it's only going, it's only getting worse. And there's governance. There's a self-proclaimed governance regime being put in place uh, through Warren Buffett's school of law and these globalists. It's basically Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the quote sugar daddy of geoengineering, and. There's an ongoing spraying campaigns, and I'm making a sequel. Please check out my GoFundMe page. I just launched it, GoFundMe.com slash Frankenskies2, F-R-A-N-K-E-N-S-K-I-E-S, like Frankenstein, but Frankenskies. And if you haven't seen the first one or if you want a Frankenskies DVD, please just contact me, Frankenskies at gmail.com. Frankenskiesthemovie.com is where Frankenskies lives. It's also on Vimeo and YouTube. So much Unbelievable censorship. I've had um, peers put up um, chemtrail presentations um, that I've even done recently, and after the presentation gets to a quarter million views, their channel gets pulled or the video gets pulled. I think Frankenskies has roughly been seen online by about three million people, but you wouldn't be able to find those numbers because of the heavy, heavy, heavy censorship. If you put in Matt Landman... um, you can't even find Matt Landman, chemtrail activist, in Google and whatnot. You got to go through a different search thing. I'm, I'm, wow. My censorship levels have really gone through the roof recently, and I take it as a compliment. On Facebook, Matt Landman, I've got forty five thousand followers. But if I put something on there that's hopeful and not fear based, yeah. no one sees it. Right? If it's fear mongering, they let it go viral. Hmm. Um, is there a connection between this five G discussion and the chemtrail discussion? Definitely, EMF fields break down blood-brain barriers. And when the chemical skies or are, are the chemical fallout is coming down, aluminum, barium, strontium, we might be absorbing it through our skin and, and by breathing it, we're absorbing it into our body, but doesn't necessarily pass our blood-brain barrier, right, where the Alzheimer's victims are experiencing that. But if you consume fluoride or if you're in heavy EMF fields, the fluoride will bond to the aluminum. Fluoride is just a byproduct of aluminum production, right? So it bonds to where it came from, and it'll escort the aluminum past your blood-brain barrier because fluoride can pass the blood-brain barrier. Also, EMF fields, as proven by Navy research studies a couple decades ago, EMF fields break down the blood-brain barrier. What the Navy did is they put dye in um, the, the brains of rats and then exposed them to low-level EMF fields, and the blood-brain barrier was actually compromised and leaked, and the dye went into the rest of the rats' bodies, and vice versa from the blood into the brain. So the Navy study pretty much sealed it, but there's been other studies showing that. So that's that's one one of the elements. But also, um, these, these 5G towers in any EMF fields, when they're in around vegetation, they cause terpene disruptions. Hundreds of studies about this terpene disruptions, which causes uh, increased flammability. That alone, if you bring these studies to your city and town council, you don't want flammable plants and trees all over your town because of this EMF 
field that, that has proven to do so, right? And when you see the correlation with the fire situation and the corralling of humanity maybe in Northern California type thing, the geoengineering chemtrail, weather modification, weather engineering, whereas they can make rain on top of forest fires. Instead, they're making geoengineered windstorms on top of forest fires, spraying fire accelerants, which is aluminum oxide and barium salts, which are these chemtrail constituents that are being sprayed on the forests as well. So the forests are being sprayed with fire accelerants, then they're, they're Windstorms are being exacerbating these um, fire conditions, and these people are losing power in California because it's these geoengineered winds. And then you're adding the cell towers that will add to the fire dangers, and then they'll um, the the towers can actually suspend the nano particulates from the chemtrail spray longer, and and actually heat them because we're dealing with we're dealing with microwaves, right? So you can actually use these cell towers to heat. The because um, that's what they do is they use frequency to heat the chemtrail constituents. When you learn about HARP and ionosphere heaters, and now it's NEXRAD and these technologies, they create heat waves, high pressure systems by spraying the nanoparticulate by spraying the aluminum and strontium and barium, and they mix these metals in the atmosphere. But then they zap them with frequencies from the ground. It's scalar technologies intersecting waves, like a Tesla technology. It started off as HARP, which was an antenna array, a field of antennas, and they would pick a focal point in the atmosphere that could even be like a mile long, and they have intersecting radio wave frequencies that, that intersect, and you can even see when the ripples in the sky, when the chemtrails um, dissolve into a haze in the sky, and then there's these ripples, they're creating uh, high pressure or they're moving around storms or whatever they're they're, they're heating that portion right there with this um, ionospheric ground-based technology. And with if you have microwave antennas all over, every 500 feet all over the planet, you better believe that that could be utilized to further push their agenda, which is this trickery Hegelian dialectic where they're creating this problem-reaction-solution scenario where this global warming thing, if, if global warming is actually happening, which means, like, there is heating going on. It is the elephant, massive elephant in the room, is the ongoing ionosphere heating weather modification agenda. I've seen, I've seen firsthand heat waves caused by this technology over and over again. You spray and spray and spray, and you create a dome of metallic chemicals, and then you superheat those chemicals to the temperature of the sun, you better believe that's going to cause a massive heat wave. And then the front page says, oh, global warming. You know, like, that's the problem. The reaction is fear, and the solution that they're pushing is geoengineering spraying aluminum in the sky to dim the sun. What's the end game here, Matt? What What is the objective of all of this? Oh, well, it depends on how deep and spiritual you want to get. I mean, it's complete control of humanity and our destiny as, as spiritual beings. But if you want to, I mean, money, control, mm. you know, like the tropospheric aerosol program, that's just one document that unravels all of it and it shows that contrails don't exist. They're actually precursor gases that are laid out to mix with other chemicals. And this tropospheric aerosol program, if you want a document to really, like, sink your teeth into it, this is the one. It came out in 2001, just before 9-11. And the Tropospheric Aerosol Program Department of Energy document, it, it, it tells everything. It doesn't use the word contrail, chemtrail, or geoengineering, but it talks about the entire program. And if the Department of Energy basically doesn't want solar power to proliferate, so they have this agenda to dim the sun with this global warming scheme. And it's just control. It's evil being in control. And a lot of people, they want to know the who, what, why, where, when all these things before they can really grasp the chemtrail thing and, and really convey it to their friends, family, and peers. But it's, it's that when you ask the why, it's really you can't get behind that because you're not a sociopath, like evil, like uh, elitist. These, like, these people maybe worship Satan or they're just evil or they, or they think that reducing the population drastically is going to benefit them in some way because they can maintain their control in some manner, you know, I think it's an evolution towards spirituality that they do not want. So they're pushing this 
transhuman agenda, which they can push if there's a 5G rollout right. and a dimming of the sun. I think the sun actually progresses our spiritual evolution, and if you dim our connection to life and as you know it, and I mean, it's it's just it gets really deep, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But I've I've just I've thought about it way too much. I've gone really deep with it. On the peripheral, it's control. You know, you control who gets signed. You control who gets rain. You control everything. Uh, we had a question in our chat room. Um, does 5G cause irrit- irritability? Definitely, for sure. That's definitely on the on the list. Yes. Oh, yeah, I would imagine that, that to be the case. So, you know, you've laid a lot out here for us tonight, not just about 5G and EMF uh, risks and dangers, but of other things as well. So... Um, how do we start protecting ourselves from w- uh, what seems to be um, something that has a bit of an inevitability to it? Well, I mean, once we start to grasp that a lot of this is predatory, the, the most common phrase that I hear is, oh, they wouldn't do that to us. If we can get past that and realize, well, fluoride is in my water, well, maybe I should get filtered water then. You know, take care of yourself. Learn about mineralization. If you're mineralized, you're not going to be absorbing the toxins from the environment. I get these Utah-based minerals to put into my water, and literally on it is plant-based aluminum. It's aluminum. It is actual aluminum, but it's plant-based. It's plant-derived. It's bioavailable, and it's fine. I absorb it when I put it in my water, and it's not going to bad for me because it's not the heavy metal version, but if I'm up to speed on my different metals, including these different minerals that used to be in our soil that, that are no longer there, the noble elements, you can get them through things like ormus and whatnot, we're talking about gold and monatomic silver and all these things. If you're up to speed on your minerals, and a lot of people don't know that they're deficient in magnesium, if you intake sugar, for every molecule of sugar that you ingest, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. So a lot of us are deplenished in magnesium. If you're deficient in minerals, you're absorbing toxins from the environment. If you're not, you can not absorb those toxins. We can learn about chelation and removing these things from our body. We can learn about protection from EMFs, like things like my protection clothing line or just the information on there. Um, Spero, S-P-E-R-O, protectionclothing.com. Check it out. Um, We can do all sorts of risk mitigation techniques to empower ourselves. Even the blue light thing, I I don't know if we ran it home all together, but the blue light confuses our bodies because it's right there close to ultraviolet. It's like violet and blue are very similar on the color spectrum. And the blue light is actually pretty predatory. But if we can just embrace the truth, know that there is a little bit of a predatory nature to all of this, and, and you can't just say, oh, they wouldn't do that to us. You can embrace the information, honor it with integrity, honor the truth with integrity. Don't be in fear. Truth is a high vibration, right? So don't dismiss it and say it's fear. Honor the truth with integrity. Resonate in the high vibration of truth and protect yourself. Well, the blue light street lamp out front is actually maybe giving your kid cancer. I'm sorry, that sounds crazy, but it might be. Those twirly light bulbs, they're full of mercury. They flash on and off 10,000 times per second. They're actually bad for you. They emit blue light, too. You don't want the complex fluorescence in your home. You don't want the blue light diode um, lights in your home. You don't want these things. You don't. You can get blue, blackout curtains and get a blue light filter on your phone, especially if you have kids. If you're handing your kid in the stroller a tablet, at least make sure that it's not searching for a Wi-Fi signal. Turn it on airplane mode. At least honor this little bit of information because you're not given the information in school for a reason because there's a weird predatory nature to this programming and misinformation and what's really... Like, we don't learn what we're supposed to learn is what I mean. So so learn a little bit and then honor it and get that blue light filter, learn about that thing and share it with your friends and family and peers. That's all I can really say. And wh- wh- while you're there, you know, you can keep on learning because truth is a vibration. And when you're on that vibration, all these other truths start coming in and in and in and in and in and as long as you detox from these falsehoods that we're, that we're filled with. It's like we're in this empire of lies right now, and all we can do is, is, is honor our integrity and, like, really start to learn about intuition. And when we start to cultivate our intuition and really learn how to trust the truth and know how, what's truth and what's not, 
all these falsehoods that fall fall by the wayside. It's very easy to identify what's fake when you're in the truth. But when you're in fear, they can control the way we see things and easily manipulate us and spill all these fake news and all the stuff on us and we eat it up because we're so scared yeah we have about a minute left and i just want to give you one more opportunity to let people know where they can go to find more information about the film about the clothing line and uh, your other work so the clothing line i had to go to asia and i'm i didn't i thought i was going to have to reinvent the wheel but i didn't in asia in china japan korea and even israel they have emf protective clothing they actually do, and they protect their children. In China, because of the one-child law and because of socialist health care, they don't want their children to be autistic, and they recognize it, and they actually have these aprons made of this silver material. So the catchphrase for my company, the marketing slogan, is wherever there is hope, there's always a silver lining. And my company name is Hope, but in Latin, it's S-P-E-R-O, Spero, Sparrow, which is Latin for hope. And you can find it at SparrowProtectionClothing.com, where I'm going to have maternity wear and all sorts of things. Right now I have hats lined with silver and cell phone bags that kill your phone for when you're going to sleep or whatnot, because I think we should just start to learn to mitigate our exposure. And if you're out there and you really want to learn something, get yourself a cheap EMF meter and learn how to turn your phone off at night and stuff like that. We really don't have to be so obsessed with this. Find a balance, learn about grounding, get out into nature, and... You know, be a human being. We don't need these gadgets. Make some eye contact with some humans and be, you know, be yourself. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, well, thanks again to Matt Landman. A lot of things to think about there, a lot of good information. You should do some research on your own if you have concerns, and you should have some concerns. I mean, we've all been hearing about uh, cell phone radiation by itself possibly being dangerous. Things like holding a phone up to your head for too long may uh, cause problems. So research it, look into it, do your best to mitigate your risks. Uh, Let's see, tomorrow night we are going to be talking... Uh, about a UFO encounter. Alan Stivelman is a filmmaker. He's made a documentary film called Witness of Another World, which unveils the mystery of a spectacular close encounter with a UFO. That'll be tomorrow night's program. And please, once again, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, search for J.V. Johnson. When you find it, subscribe, hit the notification icon so you'll get notified when we go live and when we upload other content. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Thank you for being here, and we will see you tomorrow night. Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Entercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.Taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at JVJParanormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.